Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Before we begin, just a massive thank you to however you are listening to this. We really do appreciate your support. We record the podcast every Monday and if you do enjoy it, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Why not drop us a review while you're there? Welcome to the Game Line, Wales Online's live rugby debate show. My name is Matt Southgoon and I'm your host today and I'm delighted to be joined by rugby writer Mark Orders to discuss Wales's team to face Ireland on Friday, named at midday, just a few, just over 20 minutes ago uh, by the Welsh national squad. Uh, Mark, we'll, we'll jump straight to it and we'll flash the team up as well for our, our viewers to, to take a look at. What, what are your initial reactions to, to this team that Wayne Pivak has named? Uh, to face Ireland? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I know there's been a clamour for changes, but um, I think Wayne Pivak felt this was the best side to face Scotland before Justin Tipperick pulled out. And evidently, he still feels that's the best 15 he can put on the pitch at this time. I'm not 100% sure of the uh, fitness of the likes of Josh Navidi, and Ross Moriarty, I assume, you know, that um, if those guys were fit and ready, um, then uh, they might have come into contention. Um, I understand that Reese Webb isn't uh, quite ready after his knee injury, so Gareth Davis sort of continues. I guess it's, it's, it's just um, uh, Wayne Pivot sending out a message to the players, look, this is your opportunity to redeem yourselves after the uh, pretty miserable performance, really, um, against Scotland. And uh, the expectation would be, it, it is, that there'll be wholesale changes for the game against Georgia, um, when I think Pivot will look at that as an opportunity to really experiment. But for this uh, game, he's... Uh, He's going with the the side that he he feels at the moment is is the best available to him, and um, I know there's certainly a lot of people who would, uh, shall we say, beg to differ on that point. You touched on it there, Mark. Uh, obviously, the same team that was named to face Scotland. One man didn't make that game. Justin Tipperick uh, pulled out with tonsillitis. He's overcome that uh, to take his place in the starting lineup uh, this weekend. How important is that for Wales? What does he bring? Um, you know, obviously being one of Wales's top performers in the last sort of two to three years, um, obviously a big boost to, to get him back in the side. Oh, he's, he's an outstanding player. In uh, you know, 20, 30 years' time, people still be talking about him as one of Wales's all-time great players. Um, I think with, uh, with Justin Tipperick, uh, he's been brought in to sort of uh, strengthen the defence and uh, add his expertise at the breakdown. Um, he's, he's just, you know, he's, he can barely be overstated how good he is and his worth to the Wales setup. Um, I think that um, maybe Wales have missed a beat in not sort of offering him a bit more support at the breakdown. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen Sam Parry in there. Instead, he's, uh, he's nowhere to be seen in the squad. Um, when Wales played Australia, if you rewind to 2018, um, it was an important game. They'd had a run of defeats against Australia, which seemed to date back to the Old Testament, if you like. And uh, <laughs> they brought in uh, Nicky Smith 
at Lucid Prop uh, because they were up against Hooper and Pocock and they wanted more of a breakdown threat. And I think uh, it was, I think Dan Lydia played in that game and Nicky Smith provided that support for Tipperick uh, and Justin had a great game. He was man of the match. They uh, they sort of met the Hooper Pocock challenge, and I think that perhaps uh, it would have been a, a smart move, maybe to I don't know, just add to the breakdown sort of threat um, by maybe picking Sam Parry uh, at hooker. Sam is really good over the ball, um, or maybe upgrading Nicky Smith. But you know, Nicky doesn't seem to have had much of a look in. Um, in this tournament uh, or in this run of internationals. But yeah, for sure, Matt, uh, Justin Tipperick is, is going to make a difference. World-class players always do. Yeah, we, we've touched on it at the start as well. Um, obviously, with, with the same team being named, uh, David Lee's commented that he's gone for the old Warren Gatlin ploy of asking the players to redeem themselves. Uh, what sort of... Are we reading too much into this or is is it the case of you got us into this mess from Pivag, you get us out of it? Oh, well, Gatlin used that ploy really, really effectively, didn't he? I remember, I think it was Wales lost to Ireland and, you know... People forget Gatland was, I wouldn't say he was under pressure, but but there was a time when critical voices were um, were sounding in Wales after a, a few years with, without silverware. And I remember they lost badly, I think it was against Ireland, and there was a lot of pressure. And again, there was a clamour for changes and people were uh, eagerly awaiting the selection. And I think, again, you know, Gatland might have said, same again to the side or made possibly one change. And he, he defended that position by saying, yeah, as David says, you know, this is an opportunity to rede- for the players to redeem themselves. And those players did go out um, and sort of do the job. But Gatlin warned them beforehand, look, and he sent the message out to the public as well. Look, this is a chance for people to sort of... Uh, show their good side and really show what good players they are. But if they don't take it, you know, I think I, I could funny feel he said it'll be the end of some Wales careers. And um, we're rapidly approaching really, you know, um, uh, quite a serious position with Wales as well. You know, it's a thin, it's affecting the coaching staff. We've already seen a change this week and uh, five straight wins uh, isn't great. Uh, and so the players, kind of need to respond because the question is whether Wayne has picked the the right players in the first place and that's a matter for debate. Mm. Five straight defeats of course if we were talking about five wins we might be having a different conversation altogether. Um, There's been a few few comments about the back row coming in. Um, Callum Dillon suggesting that Ollie Griffiths should have been called up um, to provide a bit of a back row bully and it, it sort of responds to an earlier comment uh, from Garen Scale saying that Wales are missing a back row bullion and they're better with a bruiser at six. Now, Ollie Griffiths, of course, is probably a little bit hamstrung by the fact that the Dragons uh, are all in uh, self-isolation at the moment, having been shut down for two weeks following a spike in coronavirus cases within their camp. So it's unlikely that any players from there would be called into the squad, um, obviously, because everybody's in a a bit of a bubble in the Wales camp at the moment. But is there a point in there, Mark, that, that Wales are lacking a, a, a bully, uh, to use Geraint's word there, in the back row? And I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess, is Josh Navidi that guy as well? 
Um, well, uh, you know, Josh is Josh is a fantastic player. He's uh, he, he's great over the ball. He, he, he's got a, an appetite for doing unglamorous work. Always puts his body on the line. I wouldn't call him a bully as such. Um, I do think maybe Wales do lack that kind of player. But certainly the uh, the man who would provide extra physicality would be Ross Moriarty. Um, what I will say is that I haven't completely sold all my shares in Tulupe Falatel. Um, I, mean, I know he's, uh, he hasn't sort of reached the standards that of late that we've expected and seen of him over the years. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe it's it's just a question of building up to that and, and uh, he, he's overdue a good performance. And um, I haven't completely given all hope. He doesn't fit that sort of template, if you like, as a bully. Um, all I know is that uh, Ollie Griffiths has been playing well, albeit over two or three games from the Dragons. Um, would it have been a little bit of a gamble uh, for Pivak to put two exceptionally young players into back row with Shane Lewis and Ollie Griffiths? And um, Ollie Griffiths is not that big himself, even though he is a very, very physical specimen. Um, that back row with Justin Tipperick might have been, I, I don't know, would it have been a bit short on experience perhaps as well with those two? Um, and and possibly it might have been a bit lightweight as well. So, you know, maybe that's why they've stuck with Falatel. I say, you know, I haven't completely given up on him and I'm sure other people haven't as well. I think he's, he's still a good player and he's due a good performance. And, you know, from a Welsh perspective, let's hope that happens um, on Friday night. Uh, talking of uh, of gambles, then let's move move on to to look at the bench a little bit. And Callum Sheedy, uh, finally, in many people's views, uh, will get his chance. Uh, he's on the bench, uh, set to make his debut uh, for Wales. What do you make of that? There's been calls for this a lot over the last sort of three or four weeks. Um, you know, you you touched on it against Scotland that Wales could have had Dan Carter at fly off, and it might not have made much difference. Um, is Dublin a very difficult place for him to be making his debut in that sense? No. <laughs> it would have been horrendous. <laughs> it would have been horrendous. Um, look, he, he, the best bet, I, I think, will be, I'm sure he'll make his debut. I think he'll, I think he'll come off the bench. I think he'll, he'll enjoy a successful international career. Um, but Wales are under real pressure at the moment and international rugby is, is so much quicker and... Uh, so much more tense than anything that Callum Sheedy would have experienced, even European rugby and you know, rugby in the English Premiership. Uh, the, the test game is, is is a cut above, and so I, I think they they've stuck with Big Arrows, you know, seventy eight yard cap. Uh, there's nothing about this game that's going to surprise Bigger, um, and uh, they're in a difficult position. They kind of need a win as well, so that's why they've probably resisted. Uh, throwing Sheedy into um, into the fray, directly into the fray. Uh, but he will make his debut, you'd expect, um, off the bench. And uh, I'd expect him probably to um, to start um, against Georgia a week later. He's, he's clearly a good player. He, uh, he's one of these guys who, who always seems to have a bit of time on his hands. And... Uh, he looks quite promising without without overdoing it because I haven't seen enough of him. I've seen him having a handful of games for Bristol and he looks quite good. 
But um, as I say, it is a step up. So let's see how he handles it if he comes on this weekend. I'm Sam Warburton, and you're listening to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Uh, and just looking at the the rest of the changes on the bench, and because it's kind of where, it, given the way the starting teams panned out, is it's a little bit more interesting than than the starting side in many ways. You've seen uh, Elliot D coming in for Sam Parry. Um, you see Samson Lee recovering from uh, his concussion problems to take his place as a replacement tight end. Um, George North's also on the bench, but I think I like would be the most interesting one perhaps is Jake Ball um, coming in for Corey Hill. Uh, Corey Hill is a very well-respected player in the side and not so long ago was being billed as a, a future Wales captain. Is this maybe a, a recognition that Wales have lacked that sort of punch and, and ballast that has been talked about a lot over the last fortnight? Yeah, well, there's a lot going on there with Jake mm-hmm. Ball's selection, really, because um, Jake Ball is, is also a good scrimmager. And uh, I remember the... Scarlets played the Ospreys in Swansea a couple of years ago, and Jake Ball, they were they were well on top in the scrums in the first half. Jake Ball left the field at half time, and the tables completely turned. I remember uh, Wayne Pivak saying at the post-match press conference how good a scrummager uh, he felt Jake Ball to be. So Jake Ball offers that, but he also offers a presence around the field, and. Um, I just think that uh, Wales, like the regions, had really had difficulties uh, in securing quick ball. And um, they kind of, they, they've definitely missed Ken Owens and Jake Ball's ability to sort of play opposition uh, jacklers off the ball uh, and to sort of get, get possession back quickly. I think Ball is really, really good at that. He was good at the World Cup and he was good in the. Uh, Will's Grand Slam season, he sort of um, hits those rucks like a uh, like rocket, really, and, and plays people off the ball. And Will's have lacked that. He's strong. He does provide a presence. So that 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 is a, a useful sort of option to have on the bench. I think that uh, I think it's right as well. Mind that you know Will Rowlands, they, they've had a look at him in the side. You can't. You can't draw too many conclusions from one game, a guy enjoying his first start. So I guess Wayne wants to see whether Rollins can sort of, how much Rollins can contribute. Uh, for Wasps, he's, he's been a, a really good ball carrier. He's six foot seven, six foot eight. He should pack a lineup presence. Um, so I, I guess that explains that one. As I've said earlier, uh, I'm mildly surprised that. Parry is not in the starting lineup, let, let alone on the bench, and he's not even on the bench. So I don't know if he's picked up an injury in training or simply if Elliot D has been playing better than him in training or training better than him. I think Samson Lee has been uh, brought in. I think he's it's, it's a solid scrummaging option. Um, I don't know about impact around the field. Wynn Jones, you could see how much impact he made to scrummage when he came on for his carry. Against Scotland, there was an immediate improvement. Um, where are we? And George North, well, myself, um, might have been harsh on the half penny, but I would have, uh, I would have been tempted to uh, pick Liam Williams at full back and use George North on the wing, because I think George North, uh, yeah, I think opponents, I think they uh, when they face North and 
they don't know what they're going to get, if truth be told, because if you get the, the guy who struggles to get into the game, well, that's great for an opposition team. But if you, if you get a guy who switched on as Northwards against Ireland in 2017 in Cardiff, and uh, when he, when he's on his game, he, he is a sort of frightening prospect, North, and... Um, uh, a real asset and uh, opponents sort of uh, a guy opponents uh, might even lose sleep over. And I just think he offers something. He offers an attacking threat. Uh, Ireland, uh, I've got a young wing in Hugo Keenan um, and James Lowe's on the other wing, a really talented player. I just think that uh, maybe George North running at them uh, would have offered Will something. And with Liam Williams then in attack, and we know what Liam can offer. Um, maybe all that's a bit harsh on Lee Halfpenny, but yeah, that would have been a, a personal preference. There, there's been a few, uh, George North is somebody who attracts a lot of attention these days. There's been a few comments in the in the stream as we've been going, um, asking why uh, Louis Rees-Samit uh, is not involved in this side. Uh, obviously, he um, pulled up with some uh, issues with his shin. Uh, Wayne Pivak thought he might have a, a dash of shin splints after the uh, France game. So uh, it's understood he's recovered from that. Um, what do you make of his sort of non-selection, Mark? Well, yeah, again, I, I just think that uh, Wales have put so much pressure on themselves, really, by underperforming in recent weeks. And uh, they, they didn't exactly go well. Uh before the lockdown, they're on this losing streak at the moment, and um, they're under scrutiny. Basically, the coach is under scrutiny as well, and uh, they need they, they need all the experience they've got, and they they need players like Liam Williams, and they need players like Josh Adams. It's really really competitive. In fairness, you know those two that I've just mentioned are world class players, and um, so I think Lewis Reese Zamet's opportunity. Will come. Um, I think it'll come against Georgia. It wouldn't surprise me at all. A week later, he's clearly a good player. Um, he's, he's very, very quick, and uh, some people would have considered uh, his selection a breath of fresh air. I'm sure, and maybe he would have, maybe it would have worked. But at this moment in time, Will's I think Will's boxed themselves into a little bit of a corner, and um, they're just relying really on proven sort of test performers and in fairness they had they have got a number of those and they with the uh the four back three players they've picked so that's that's what i think there i think his opportunity will come i think he'll have a really good test career like Sheedy. i think at the moment though the pressure is such that pivak is is sort of falling back on on tried and tested all right then mark we, we're gonna have to start pushing towards our, our conclusions soon because wales are holding a press conference at one o'clock but before we do go let's let's almost cut to the chase a little bit it, it was a a grim performance to say the least against scotland not a lot of positives to be taken from that uh there's been a big inquest in the last two weeks as there always is at times like these in welsh rugby um the question on the post uh to this stream is can wales win in dublin the answer uh, it seems by a lot of our viewers is is a strong no. Um, do you give Wales much chance of going out to Ireland and getting a result? It's not been a happy hunting ground for Wales in recent years. But that being said, Ireland didn't set the house on fire against France either. No, look, uh, I mean, everything points to an Ireland win. If, if you 
if if you over the over this season and last season, you look at regional rugby results. You look at how Wales have been playing. Uh, everything sort of points to an island win. But you know, you you kind of um, you you can never really be certain in a two horse race. Um, Wales got. Uh, quite well beaten, really, by Ireland in Cardiff in 2015 um, in a World Cup warm-up match. And uh, three weeks later, two weeks later, Warren Gatland took them to Dublin. And uh, Tipperick had the game of his life, really, and was man in the match. And, and, and Wales got the job done out in Dublin. So, you know, surprises do happen. But uh, I don't really see it. You know, you, you, you'd probably be looking... You're probably looking and an island win by, I don't know, a, a dozen points. I think Wales were really, really up for it. There were a lot of criticism, and that's going to count. I just think, you know, in certain areas, they've got a few players there, really, who, um, who maybe are not proven at test level, and uh, and it'll be a bit of a challenge for them. But you never rule anything out, but uh, uh, if you put in man, you know, you, you wouldn't be putting your house on Wales. That's a sure thing. <laughs> Right, How do you see it going, Matt? Uh, similar way to you, I guess. Um, you know, I don't think there's any way that you could, um, with any real confidence, suggest that Wales would be anywhere near favourites for this game. Um, you know, they've not really shown anything uh, in the last sort of three or four weeks to suggest that they're capable of of causing island problems. Um, a lot of their issues obviously stem from the forward pack, which is typically where Irish sides are very strong. Um, I was out in, in Ireland a few years ago um, and saw Wales. I think it was 2018. Wales sort of manhandled and outmuscled in a way that I'd not seen them in years previously. Um, you know, that's what this Ireland forward pack are capable of doing. Uh, and, you know, we see it with Leinster and Munster all the time. If they get into your 22, nine times out of 10, they leave with points. Um, you know, we know the Wales defence coach has, has bitten the dust this week. Um, but, there hasn't been an awful lot in attack either. Um, so Wales are under pressure there, but it starts up front. You know, I saw some quotes from Mike Ruddock that the game has evolved so much over the years, but the fundamentals remain the same. And, you know, you've got to secure a set-piece ball. It has to be a good platform. Um, and it's a lot easier to play when you're on the front foot. And that starts with your big carriers and your forward packs. Um, and I hope... Uh, for Wales' sake, that they found a way in the last fortnight of generating that momentum. Um, because if they can't put the Irish defence on on the back foot, it's going to be very difficult for the for the Welsh backs to get going. Um, I don't mean to to paint such a gloomy picture, um, but it, it's difficult not to see Ireland winning on on Friday night. Yeah, I'd agree with you, and I would say just uh, briefly, really, what Wales really need is, is a lead. Uh, from their senior players, and they need the likes of John Davis, Talupe Falato, Alan Jones, Justin Tipperick, Liam Williams, Lee Halfpenny. Um, I'd include Dan Big uh, in that as well. They need those guys to report for duty. Um, if they do that, you know, you never know. But yeah, I, I would uh, incline towards the same view as you, Matt, that uh, uh, it all points to being a challenging evening. All right, nice one. We'll leave it there. Sorry to end it on, on such a, a gloomy note, but unfortunately that's the way it is at the moment. And thank you guys for your comments at home. As we've touched on now, uh, Wales are holding a press conference shortly um, and then it really does 
all start to build up towards Friday night when Wales take on Ireland. You can catch all the updates from that press conference on Wales Online. We'll be back on Facebook on Friday, uh, looking ahead to and reviewing uh, the game after it happens. Of course, stay tuned to Wales Online for all the latest rugby news.